Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the basement. I'm here with the Ultimate Warrior and his band of misfits to welcome you on a thirsty Thursday. I have already housed this entire bottle of wine. It's going to be some show. Woo! No, I haven't drank any wine, but I have an empty wine bottle that I'm going to use in the show today as it pertains to you guys, the Steelers, the Cowboys, many other teams. We'll get to that in just a second, but in the meantime, all kinds of things to talk about. Are we ready for the Thursday night football game? Oh, God bless this matchup, Chargers versus Chiefs, in just a couple of hours from when I'm recording this right now. Man, we've had some dog crap on the Thursday night game. I can say that now. They're all in the past. This is a gem. We're going to talk about Justin Herbert. Yesterday we did a lot of Mahomes. For the last five years we've done a lot of Mahomes. Let's do some Herbert today. Also, nothing farks, uh, farks? Nothing fires up and sparks is what I was going for. Farks. This, I told you. It's the wine show. I told you. Uh, nothing farks up the crowd like a... Hall of Fame debate. We have one here, but it's not going to be Pete Rose. It's not going to be Dion's take to the Pro Football Hall of Fame has been watered down. A very, very special, even more exclusive Hall of Fame has some uh, finalists, and it, you guys are going to be so mad. I'm already so mad about it. We have to get into it. But first, um, we're going to do uh, what we do always do. First, it's a free throw. I'm a terrible free throw shooter. I, I, I make uh, Shaq look like Ray Allen. Let's go to the sky, Cam. Come on, baby. Come on, here we go, off the board. Maybe that's the problem I'm doing a catch and shoot and calling it a free throw. Maybe that's the bounce from the referee. Bounce, bend the knees a little bit. Let's have a good show today on a Thursday. God, I suck. We have to kill it as, 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 a, as a bit almost because it's only interesting if you make it occasionally. I think I am now three for eight. Uh, go ahead, say it. Someone, who, what am I, three for eight? It's incredible. You know what? You know what I'm also triggered by the eagerness of the Kyle Brandt's basement staff to jump in and tell me that. Hey, I want to say, uh, you know, who are the Jets playing this weekend? Take an hour. What are my free throw percentage? Oh, you're three for eight. You're three. It's six different voices in my ear telling me how terrible I am. How dare you, people? Let's get to what we do here. Three for eight. Three for eight. Uh, it's what I love, what I hate, and what is hilarious. Imagine Mahomes starts three for eight passing tonight. Get out of there. Chad Henney, you're in. Now, uh, this one's obvious. I love it. I'm sitting here on a Thursday afternoon, and we have an awesome, awesome Thursday night football matchup. How many times have you said that in your life? How many times have you said, oh, man, the Thursday night is really bitching. It just doesn't work that way. It's not. It's, it's always Titans-Jaguars. It's always. Jason McCourty, my brother in Good Morning Football, he was on the Titans, and he'd be like, yeah, it was always us. <laughs> we were always the Thursday night game. No, no, no. Chargers, Chiefs, and I love that we're going to find out a lot about what Justin Herbert is made of. I really do. Look, we know what Mahomes is, makes him ticks. We know what we know what he's into. We know what he's about. I think tonight's a big Justin Herbert night. Big. Because he's the next great thing. You know what it is? It's like we're going to find out in the era of, I grew up on Michael Jordan. I'm from Chicago. I grew up in the 90s, and... It was always the guy who was going to take him out. And if you have Mahomes as the Jordan in this, is Herbert Dominique Wilkins? That would be a really dangerous thing if you're a Chargers fan because Dominique, all the talent, all the excitement, 
just popped off the screen. It's called the Human Highlight Film. But not a big, big, big time player. Not making the deep playoff runs. Wasn't going anywhere with Atlanta. Would just run into anybody in the East, be it the Pistons or maybe the Cavs or certainly the Bulls. It just wouldn't happen. Is, is Justin Herbert Dominique Wilkins for 2022 in the NFL? Or is he like, no, 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 no. This is a new beginning. There's a lot of different scenarios tonight that would fascinate me. Here, there are four basic scenarios between Chargers Chiefs. You know, Chiefs win by a little. Chargers win by a little. It's sort of interesting because, you know, we got a rivalry going here. But the two that are fascinating to me, Chargers win by a lot is, is going to flip the table. Chargers win this thing, I don't know, 34 to, to 20. Then we have uh, shock and awe. Then they're here. Then it's time to usher the Chiefs out. It's, it's amazing stuff if that happens. And if the Chiefs win, Chiefs win 37-19. Ah, oh, that is a, just a... Gut punch to everybody who cares about A, Herbert, B, the Chargers, or even if you just like parody. If you're just getting tired of the Mahomes thing, you appreciated the Bengals and beating them last year, and you want, you want someone to run into the ring and throw the champ out. I just don't know. I don't know what he's made of. You know, Herbert has got this thing where it's, it's always about the talent, and he's six foot six, and he's got the long hair and the giant arm, and it's just all awesome. No playoffs yet, and that's fine. He's young. But, you know, in the second year, Mahomes was, was lighting the world on fire. It's time. It, it's, it's, it would be really frustrating for everyone championing Justin Herbert to watch him get blown out tonight. And I'll just say it again. The team is built piece by piece to take on the Chiefs. I really think that they have meetings in the Chargers organization, in their front office, in their talent scouting department about, we need to beat these Chiefs. We need to take out Mahomes. That's why we have Derwin and extended, by the way. Listen, Herbert and Mahomes don't really play each other. They don't hit each other. They don't touch each other. Derwin James versus Travis Kelsey, that's a reason to tune in. Because they will go at it. And Kelsey's getting a little old, and Derwin James just got paid all this money. The look for Derwin and the Chargers, if Kelsey's going beyond him, beating him in the end zone, in the red zone, catching touchdowns, bad. Bad, bad, bad. I'm trying to come out, like, just in pure content, what do you want to happen? What do I want to happen? Look, I always get accused of being a, like a Chiefs hater. Sometimes I am, probably. But I think a Chargers big win is by far the most interesting thing for the NFL and the AFC. Because then it's open season. You know, some, then, it, then it's, who the hell knows? Sure, there's a lot of heat on the Bills. But, you know, they've had their share of big losses last year. We'll see what happens this year. I think a Chargers big win in which Justin Herbert throws like the game-winning touchdown pass and outplays Mahomes, not predicting it. Because, damn, Mahomes was... I talked about this a lot in the basement yesterday. Mahomes was an absolute serial killer in week one. And he looked like he was ready. And he looked like he's pissed off. And all he's heard about was the next big thing is here. Well, now one of the next big things is on the other sideline with the powder blue and the hair hanging out the back of his helmet just looking like a glorious quarterback Christ figure, six foot six. That's the most interesting scenario, though, if the Chargers blow these guys out. Because... Oh, my God, in Arrowhead, everything. Look, I, I, most likely the, Ch- the Chiefs, I think, win this. In fact, I'll just say it right now, I think the Chiefs do win. But I'm kind of pulling for the Chargers just for the shock and awe factor and just for Justin Herbert announcing himself that I am not Dominique Wilkins. I am really going to win these series, and we'll see you next time in the playoffs where I will take the Chargers. But the fact that I'm even talking about Thursday night football... Normally, I have to do it at work in the NFL because, you know, it's a game and everything. And I genuinely am um, excited about, uh, you know, the Panthers and the Browns. That's going to be a great game. Ugh. Not tonight, baby. This is prime time. This is Amazon. This is the house that Bezos built. This is the staff. This is everybody. I'll be watching. You'll be watching. I hope we get a show. I say 
37-30 Chiefs. I just love that I have a score prediction. Normally, eh, there's an get out here. But let's get on to what I hate. Because speaking of predictions, it's time to open this bottle of wine and get after it. What I hate, roll it. I hate week two takes, predictions, opinions, visions, epiphanies. Uh, I just hate it because nobody knows crap. Nobody knows what the hell's going to happen, but we're all convinced that we do, and I include myself in that. So I did myself a little social experiment. We've had exactly one tackle football game for each team. There are many, many, many more to play. And since week two is the most fertile ground for totally inaccurate predictions, wildly irresponsible conclusions about what these teams and these players are going to do for the rest of the season. I thought we'd do a little something, a little experiment. So the time capsule thing is a little played out. I'm going to go here. Always want to introduce alcohol because my bar in the basement, which I'm going to show you briefly, this is why you watch on YouTube. I love you podcast listeners. You got to watch on YouTube. Is going to have, uh, my bar is going to have a new member. It's going to be this currently empty bottle of wine, which you're going to have to slam before the show just to empty it out. And I'm going to fill it with opinions of yours and mine. I asked the, uh, the internet, you guys, I said, what is the opinion you have going into week two that you are positive, you are so sure is gonna be accurate two months from now? Could be this team sucks, could be this team's incredible, this player, this coach, whatever you want. And you guys came through big time. You got all kinds of, I'm gonna take them, I'm going to put them in this bottle, and then I'm gonna see which ones age well, which ones turn to vinegar, which ones aren't so sure yet. We will check in week 10 of the NFL season. Let's just get after it. I asked for them. You delivered. I have them written down here, and I have the tweets. What is the first submission for this, for this beautiful bottle of uh, Pinot Noir that I actually poured into a pitcher and covered with saran wrap and put in the fridge? And my wife is going to ask me later, what the hell is this? It's for you, honey. All right, Grizz. Just goes by Grizz, PFF Grizz, so a pro football focus guy. I love it already. Geno Smith will lead the Seahawks to a division crown. Everybody is so drunk on Geno, myself included. He thinks that, you know what, Niners, Rams, be damned. Cardinals, not a chance. Geno Smith, it's a real thing. It's not a, a week one thing. Pete Carroll's going to get this guy's going. I guess DK and Lockett and all these guys are going to work. But you didn't say DK and Pete Carroll. You said Geno Smith. Let me tell you something. Geno Smith leads them to the NFC West title. Geno Smith is going to be like an MVP conversation. That is how big of a task that would be. But I have it right here, Grizz. I'm putting it in the bottle right down there. Look, this. if you're just listening, it's a bottle. It's a bottle of Pinot. I had to pour it into another bottle in my fridge. I don't want to be wasteful. But we're off. We're off and running. Next tweet. These come from you guys, the viewers, the listener. This guy, Kevin, whose handle is, uh, yeah, which is strange, Kevin, strange. But this is good. Kevin says, the Giants will win the NFC East. Okay, that's a great one, right? They're going to win it straight out. But wait. The Giants win the NFC East and at least one playoff game. Kevin, you beautiful bastard. I love you. Kevin, all right, I'm putting that one in. At least one, so you're talking about multiple playoff games. Just for context here, the New York Giants organization has not even been in a playoff game since they went to Lambeau Field with Odell Beckham, who dropped about 12 passes and then kicked the drywall at Lambeau Field on his way off. 
That was the boat game. They went and took the boat picture. Who cares? It's all in the past. Why am I wasting time with it? You saw Saquon week one and said, I win on on that. All right. Next, Doug Ustich with an American flag avatar. I like it, Doug. These colors don't run. Here we go. Trubisky will start the entire year for the Steelers and make the playoffs. <laughs> you guys are you guys are great. Then, chapter two, same tweet. Then the Steelers will knock off the Chiefs and he will rub it in Nagy's face. All right, so lots to unpack there. Mitch Trubisky, the former Bears quarterback, now with the Steelers, is going to start the entire year. There'll be no Kenny Pickett, make the playoffs, and then he'll knock off the Chiefs. And Matt Nagy, his former head coach in Chicago, who is now uh, an assistant in Kansas City, will be humiliated because his former quarterback beats them in the playoffs. That is so deep. Imagine asking someone what their prediction is for the season that they're so sure of, and they invoke the name of Matt Nagy. Imagine that. You imagine, imagine Doug you stitch keep them coming and i'm gonna make some of my own on this and then we're gonna put it in the bottle steve scuba steve he says matt eberflus more bears more bears matt eberflus will have the chicago bears at 500 or better measured steve very measured you're talking about a one and one and one and oh team right now and you're saying yeah they'll be you know five and four all right it's not the spiciest but i like it because the idea that the bears could be you know one and eight at the time i'm gonna put it in Guy goes by Macaroni. Next one. Imagine <laughs> going online just being called Macaroni. Dallas will go 10-7 and seven and still make the playoffs. Finally, I was waiting. It's like when you watch the Royal Rumble and you're like, come on, when is Ric Flair coming in? When is the Warlord coming in? Finally, Dallas runs in. And why do I say I hate these predictions? I actually love them. I'm so amused. Dallas will go 10-7 and seven and still make the playoffs. Macaroni, I don't know if you saw the news. Maybe, maybe you don't get the internet there, but... They're having some issues with the quarterback. Wow, the tweets are coming really fast now. Will Parkinson. The Jets will still start 3-5 and five and be playing at Miami Week 18 at 8-8 eight and eight and the in-the-hunt graphic with a chance to shock the world. Will, Will's a friend of mine. He lives close to me. He's got a great show. It's called uh, Turn on the Jets Podcast. Will, I think you're working really hard there. I like the specificity of it. But you're talking three and five, eight and eight, in the hunt. Will's invoking television graphics in his prediction, but he's in. Next, and then we'll get to mine, I promise. Which of these is the most ridiculous? When is this most likely? All right, I see the word lions on the screen from a guy named Tad to the Bone. Going in the wine bottle. The lions will finish above the Packers in the NFC North standings. All right, they're both 0-1-1, right? They're both 0-1-1. That's going in. The lions offense looked really good in week one. The defense just couldn't stop anybody. And there's a lot of Packers takes. Believe me, I saw hundreds of these that you guys sent in. I think most of them were about the Packers, Tad to the Bone included. Packers looking up at the Lions. That would be something. And is that it? Or do we have more? Or should, it, should I give mine? Now? Oh, here we go. Ar- Artie Saber 14, the last one. I like this one, Artie. He says, Bills versus KC week six will be crazier than the divisional round last year. Artie, I don't know, unless they played in space and they're all on hallucinogens when they do it, I don't know how you get crazier than that. I don't know, maybe a punt. Um, Bills week six, crazier than the division round. See, I'm putting that in because we're going to read these week 10. And if we look back to week six and it was a 31-point blowout, Artie, that was not going to age well. But we are we are loading up this bottle again. Shout out to La Crema. Here we go. Uh, my two, though. I got to add, I can't just sit here and play puppet master and laugh at you guys. Um, number one, the Minnesota Vikings. We're oh, Again, we're opening these week 10. The Minnesota Vikings week 10, as we're reading these, they'll have played nine games, unless they had the bye. doesn't matter. 
the Minnesota Vikings in Week 10 will be undefeated. They will be undefeated. Uh, flawless record, no losses, and that game they will play Week 10 at Buffalo. So my prediction, and I will put it in right now, and I got a big one. Here we go. The Minnesota Vikings will take on the Buffalo Bills Week 10 as an undefeated team representing the NFC North as they head to the Ralph in Western New York. Minnesota Vikings, here, we're going to play this back in Week 10. Do you hear me? Is this thing on? The Vikings will be undefeated when they play the Bills Week 10. And the last one, let's just get crazy. Uh, The last one, Tom Brady is going to retire in the middle of the season. The middle of the season. I have it right here. It is very short, very concise. There is way too much smoke going on there. And I know Brady's been through a lot of smoke. I get it. A lot of things, a lot of ups and downs. Um, I don't know if he's ever been through this kind of uh, personal uh, smoke, which I really don't want to get into. But everything you hear is there are personal issues and personal issues, which I have a lot of respect for, um, can really alter your world. And I know there's going to be a lot of takes when he does it. Come week eight, week whatever, he just says, I really need to be with my family. People have takes. People will say, what the hell? The Buccaneers will be like, I guess we're going... uh, with Blaine Gabbert, that is, that is my thing. Although it would be really rich if they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady will retire in the middle of the season. I said it clear. We'll play it back. And now you get to come with me on a magical journey. Go to the Skycam. This is when you got to watch. you got to watch on YouTube. This is Skycam. I'm going to take you outside the basement studio for the first time ever. Just walk with me. I'm going to try to walk slowly so nobody gets sick. I've got the Blair Witch Project thing going. Let's see if my wife is home. Let's see. Out of the studio. You come with me through the Brandt family basement. And this is our little basement bar here, okay? And I'm gonna take this bottle, I'm gonna put it right up here, next to that that bottle of bourbon that I've done heavy damage on. And um, this is the bar. It is going to be right there until week 10. And then I'm also gonna take this guy, Cam, walk over here, bring it back, unpop the cork, and we'll read. And we'll see who did well, who did terrible. That's the plane my grandfather used to fly in World War II, I'm very proud of it. And let's come on back in here. And let's start the show up again. I'm going to put you right back where you belong. Yes, sir. We'll see you later for the darts. And guys, we did it. We will see you week 10. In the meantime, I mentioned the Vikings. You might think it's hilarious that I think they're going to be undefeated. I still do. But this is really what's hilarious. Let's go. Every year, there's, a, there's the fun team. They're the team that has all the good internet videos, that has the cool celebrations, that just has it all going on. I think it's hilarious that the fun team is the Minnesota Vikings. You can think of notable fun teams over the last several years. 2015, uh, the Cam Newton, Carolina Panthers, the dabbing team, they went all the way to the Super Bowl. They just had it. They had the, the, the mojo, the swag, whatever the hell you want to call it. The Lamar Jackson MVP year Ravens team was the fun team. They were the fun team in the league, and Mark Ingram would give these incredible press moments, and Lamar was just doing these insane things. You can go up and down the field. The Chiefs have been the fun team for sure. This year's fun team, I can see it already. It's the Vikings. It's definitely the Vikings, and it's so fun because uh, a lot of reasons. Brand new head coach who, uh, he, he might break the record for most difference between two head coaches between Mike Zimmer and oh, Kevin O'Connell. Like, really left turn. I'm talking like Mike McCarthy to Matt LaFleur left turn. Case in point. So they blow the doors off the Packers week one. And our friends at Nickelodeon, you know, they send them the MVP, the thing that everyone wants to give to Trubisky. 
Jefferson got the MVP, and there's Cousins, of course, who probably still watches Nickelodeon unironically without his kids as an adult, and I love him for it. And then O'Connell says, listen, they also send us a vat of slime. And you see, look at Keenan McCardell, the assistant coach, all-time great Jaguars receiver, has the slime hat on, and O'Connell says, anytime they send us the slime this year, I'm going to be the one wearing it. And boom, Jefferson just goes full-on slime dump all over the head coach, do you think that would happen to Mike Zimmer? Mike Zimmer, great football man, knows defense. There's a lightness to this team. There's a levity. There's a joy. Even after one week, Justin Jefferson looks like he's going to break Calvin Johnson's record. And probably none of that's going to happen. I don't care. My point is, they already have the look. Um, we already had the one week, you know, the, the huge thing we did about Kirk Cousins' shirt. And he, he's, he's a $40 million guy who destroys the Packers in his home field in week one and shows up with a shirt that's it's clearly from the TJ Maxx clearance section. I have to tell you, we spent a lot of time talking about the, that shirt and Cousins uh, on, the, on the basement earlier this week. I got a text from Kurt Cousins, and I'm just going to – I'm sorry to, like, name drop, but not sorry. Occasionally – Kirk and I will exchange a text. I have a lot of respect for him. He's always been good to me in my career. He's watching The Basement. And he texts me the picture of us talking about that um, Kirk Cousins, someone tweeted that you just know this dude is rolling in Cole's cash. You know, like, look at that picture of him. And he tweets, he texts to me, this made me laugh out loud. And it's like, that's what's funny about Kirk, is you can sit here and I can sit here and say, you are the biggest New Balance-wearing dad nerd sitting there having a light beer in the driveway overcooking the underseason burgers of all time. And he just laughs. He's like, yeah, I know. That's me. I, you know, I used to watch Two and a Half Men. I love Disney World. Like that, that, he, he's, I wear a fanny pack. It's got maps in it. It's got snacks. It's got uh, sunblock. That is him, and he loves it. So this storyline of, like, we got this cool wide receiver and this cool young coach and this full-on Griswold nerd dad, that works, man. The, the dad culture out there and dad memes and all that are going to eat him up. They are the feel-good team. I, I, and I, I will say it again. Kirk Cousins is my MVP pick. The Minnesota Vikings are my NFC North champion picks. And when they go to Week 10 against the Buffalo Bills, I think the Minnesota Vikings will be undefeated. Maybe they'll beat the Bills. We'll have to tune in for that later. But until then, we have the fun team, guys. And it is the cold, dreary, purple Minnesota Vikings. It's refreshing as hell. I love it. I find it hilarious. Moving on, though, guys. Fight, fight, fight. Uh oh, fight belt. We got sound effects. Very high production value here on Kyle Brandt's basement, as you could tell from my walk over to the bar. Uh, we're going to do a little bite fight. We have sound bites and they fight. Three people in the ring, no rules, glass wrapped around your knuckles like Van Damme. I'm going to play three sound bites for you. And then I'm going to decide, or you can help me decide if you want, which is the best one. First in the ring, guys. So the Ravens beat the Jets. We know that. So it was, that, was, that was their fourth preseason game. Ravens beat the Jets, and they're about to host the Dolphins. So two 1-0 teams, exciting quarterbacks, all that type of stuff. Lamar Jackson still, although his quote-unquote air quote deadline has passed, still being asked about his contract situation. Come on in the, come on in the ring, Lamar. This time he brought props and had some fun with being asked about that. Take a listen. Bite fight. Passing out popcorn, you got a good question, you get popcorn. <laughs> Shake his mind, off limits. Are you able to explain why the, the guaranteed money was so important to you? <laughs> I might give you some popcorn, because that question, it was over with. You might have to get the shake. 
And it was off limits. Nah, but um, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about that respectfully. You know, it's often time, man. Well, my apologies if this is also another dumb question, but was the NFLPA input that you got meaningful to you? Oh my God, you apologized already. You did apologize, but we're talking about the Dolphins today. Okay, that's good. Where do you get the popcorn? Why did he go up there with it? I love that it wasn't just like a tiny little single serving popcorn. That was a full on pillowcase of popcorn, like you get at the county fair, like the kettle corn. And that shake looks good. It just makes me want to have popcorn and a shake. And how about the reporter who comes clearly through, it's fine, ask about the guaranteed money, runs through the stop sign. Clearly Lamar's trying to disarm everybody and trying to have a little levity with the fact that he's not gonna answer those questions, which I respect, because you could just be a jerk about it if you want. Did anybody get the popcorn? Is it too late to submit a question for popcorn? I believe I love popcorn. Big, big nine out of 10 popcorn guy. And I, most, most importantly of anything, Lamar's one and oh, he knows the questions aren't going away. And he actually thought of a device through which just keep things light and try to disarm. And next time, just keep coming with movie candy. People love movie candy. They will wait in a 30 minute line to pay a 400% markup and be late for the movie just to have some snow caps. It's insane. We are, we are lab rats when we get to the movie theater, especially after not going for two years. I can't even begin to tell you the crap that I buy for my kids when we go to the movie. We get those kid trays. They get nachos at a movie. They get Slurpees. My son got a hot dog at the movie theater like we were at bleeping Yankee Stadium. Bring movie candy next time. Make it like the Juju Bees and anything. Lamar, it's a great sound bite. He's first in our bite fight. But next in, next into the ring, who we got? All right, first into the ring, Lamar Jackson, second, Panthers visiting the New York Giants. Panthers, Giants, all right? So Baker Mayfield versus Daniel Jones, uh, 0-1 versus 1-0. Baker was asked about all his passes being batted down at the line of scrimmage, something he was going through. And guess what? He also had some fun with it. Baker, get in the ring. What do you got? Baker, with some of the, the batted balls at the line of scrimmage, what can you do as a quarterback to eliminate those? Lay on an inverted table a little bit, stretch out, um, get taller. Thanks, Mom and Dad. It's a good answer. That's all you can do. Um, I remember there's a, I used to watch this old Michael Jordan videotape that they would sell. I think it was the Come Fly With Me. There was also the playground, but on Michael Jordan Come Fly With Me, he was talking about when he was in high school or junior high, and he wasn't that tall. He obviously ended up being 6'6", but he wasn't that tall. And he said that he used to think that um, he watched an episode of The Brady Bunch where Bobby Brady uh, put like a bunch of balloons tied onto his head or his shoulders or something and like had to have them stretch him out because he thought that might make him taller. Bobby Brady, what a gas, what a, what a brilliant idea. Jordan thought maybe if I did that, I would get taller and he laughed about it. That's kind of what what Baker is saying with this. Lie down on the inverted table, stretch out the vertebrae. Um, it's a good bite. I like that he does it really dry. I would have preferred if he brought movie concessions with him. But listen, Baker gets the, the short thing all the time. Short quarterbacks are hot right now. Two is not that tall. Baker's short. Obviously, you know, Kyler Murray is short. And you got to just have the dry response with that. I, um, I, I see that a lot in, in, my, in my industry, media. A lot of short people. Not going to name you out there. You know who you are. Um, I would never say the name Ian Rappaport like that. No, Ian, I love you. And Ian is always very self-deprecating. Very good at his job, but not a terribly tall man. You have to have those lines. You have to have them. 
and he had that one ready, especially with the batted balls. That's funny. I like, I, I'm going to see if, I don't know if he can beat Lamar. We're in that case where he had a wittier line, but Lamar bought props and had like a happier way about him. You know how you settle this thing if you can't decide between Lamar and Baker? You bring in the ringer. You bring in the ringer every time. Get it in here. Last time's champion of bite fight, Jameis Winston. Pound for pound, one of the most entertaining athletes that we have in any sport. As I always say with Jameis, it's never nothing. It's always something unbelievably good or just unbelievably terrible. And he is never boring. Never. Jameis and the Saints are hosting the Buccaneers. So, you know, Jameis is kind of ready. This is his old team, and they moved on from him. He had a lot of years there. Also played at Florida State. He's got all this Florida connection. I haven't seen the clip. I never see these before the show. I'm, I'm, I'm told the clip barely has anything to do with football, which I already like. Jameis won the segment last week. What does he have for us this week on the Players' Tribune? Ladies and gentlemen, Jameis Winston batting third in Bite Fight. What do you got? I work out, you know, and I, and I have a lot of challenging workouts out in, out in the sun in Tampa. And I invite people to come, right? Because I'm a giver. You know, I want people to experience sure. everything. If they want to be, like, not everybody finish. Get the but some people, they, they keep working out, right? One thing, and I, I, I get, you know, I actually body armors. Mm-hmm. And I get waters. And I put them in, like, a cooler. Mm-hmm. I, my, I pay for the ice. Right. I got a Yeti cooler. So, look, it ain't no, you know, it ain't no cheap cooler. Right. So, the drinks are staying cool. But one thing that, that I don't like is when the little wrapper for the water. It just flowed in the bottom of the water <laughs> and somebody left the top of the Yeti cooler up and they just did work out for 10 minutes. Right. And we out there for three hours Man, and you drank them. up all the body armors. And then, look, you leave all the body armors on the field. Get in your car. Now you in air conditioning. If you got actually some of them, be, you know, some of them, they young, they don't have air conditioning. I like the way you, you say air conditioning. I got a Yeti cooler. My ice, ice. Close it. Ice going to be good for three days. Close. Close it. The cooler. Go. That's why you tune in. You got Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram there, two of the most charismatic football players alive today, and they're just sitting there riveted. And he's going on the body armor and the ice, and he buy- and this isn't a cheap cooler. I'm not getting one of those stupid styrofoam things from the gas station that goes in your car. He's got the Yeti. I mean, like the basic Yeti cooler that can fit two cans of beer, it costs about $12,000. The Yeti thing is the most incredible racket of all time they've convinced us of. But that's just Seamus holding shop. I was a little worried when he started out, it was kind of a somber Jameis. And I like a more energetic Jameis. But I'm not even exactly sure what he said, but he was he's pissed off because of people's cooler etiquette. And I'm already in. Like, Jameis in this in bite fight is almost unbeatable. It's definitely not Baker. It was too short and a little low energy. Lamar's was heavily prop-based, like it was a, a carrot-top type soundbite. The content wasn't really there, although I like the smile. This is Jameis. Find me someone who can beat Jameis. You ever see Cinderella Man? Max Bear is the champion. He's like, I'm not fighting Jimmy Braddock. Find me someone who will fight back. And that was hubris on his part. But find Jameis someone who will fight back. There must be someone out there who can land a punch in Bite Fight. Until now, Jameis Winston, a perfect 2-0 with two knockouts for his body armor, Yeti cooler practice workout tape. It's always kind of meandering, but that's the charm of it. Jameis wins again. Uh, Next up, though... Brant awareness. This is where we get to the headlines. This is where we hit the things we didn't hit in the open. Let's get after it. Anthony Jimenez is back after um, alleged, probable, might be BS excuse, jury duty. Roll the intro and let's get Anthony in here. 
Hello. Hello, Kyle. Um, so you, you're sitting there, you're like, should I say the dog ate my homework? Should I say something about family and just leave it generic? Should I say I'm not feeling well? That kind of triggers people now. Or should I reach deep in the back pocket for massive throw my shoulders out air quotes, jury duty? Which one was it, Anthony? Okay, uh, it was not a lie. I actually did have jury duty. I am, while you take your full screen, when I give you the first topic, I'm gonna go get my receipt and show you essentially my Good. doctor's note for jury duty. I'd like to see that. I would like to see okay. it. What kind of case was it? I did not get called for a case. I got screened once and then I was let off around 250 my time. I think we have a case right here, a, a case of perjury <laughs> in the basement. Let's get to it. The, we'll be the jury on that. The people are okay. doing the duty today. It, it is great to see you though. Uh, you're very good at this segment. Anthony, what do you got today? All right, all right. I will, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, seeing what, what you say when I prove the receipts. All right, so the first story is Buffalo will be in full force Monday night for the Bills home opener against the Titans. So yeah. much so that Orchard Park and Frontier Central School Districts have announced that students will have a half a day of school to prepare for the game and join Bills Mafia. Kyle, what are your thoughts on that decision? Remember how I said the Vikings are the fun team? Never mind that. It's, the, it's, it's Buffalo. I, I couldn't love this anymore. Josh Allen was talking about it today at his press conference, and he said, this is making Bills fans out of these kids. I mean, as if they weren't going to be growing up in Buffalo already, but I know what he means. I remember um, when I was a little kindergartner, and my team, I was growing up in Chicago, and I was six years old for the 85 Bears, and there was a wear your Bears gear to school day, and because of that, I just, because I got to wear something in, in intersected sports and school that made school more fun, I feel like I had a lot of love for the Bears for that alone. I also have a take on half days. For a kid, not for you and me who have jobs or anything, for a kid, half days are better than full days off. Now you might say that's crazy, it's not. The full day off, if you get all of Friday off or all of Monday off, it's great, but it's very like just another day. It's Sunday, Monday, you wake up, you have breakfast, you're bored, you whine to your parents, they, they entertain you with something. Great, it's not bad. I think a half day is better for a child. I really do, because you get there, and the second you get to school, there's an instant energy in the hallways, in the playground. All the classes you have to go for the half day are just BS, nonsense, just watching the clock. Believe me, the teachers want to go, too. They have a half day. And there's also this, uh, this urgency to set up the play dates, you know, and then they go and you have lunch. Like, there's, it's, it's a big, exciting day, because you're there, but you know this is nonsense, and this is a charade, because you got parent-teacher conferences. So I think the half day, that's my take. I should have sidebarred this. I think the half day, as a kid, is better than the entire day off. More exciting, more conducive to social engagements afterwards. I like it. There's a juice to a half day. Day off is day off. It's fine. There's a lot of them all year. Half days are special. So those kids who have the half days, they're going to be so excited about the Bills. So they're going to be talking about Allen and Diggs and Von Miller. They're going to be all wearing their jerseys. And Josh Allen is right. That's going to make sure those Bills kids are fans for years. Not only because they like the Bills. Yeah, remember that one time the Bills hooked us up with a half day? That's right. There was a thing. There was a, there's, people in Chicago will know this. We used to get a day off in the Chicago area, something called Casimir Pulaski Day. Casimir Pulaski was... I don't know, squat about it. I believe he was a Polish-American who did some really important things, and they honored him in the Chicagoland area that has a great Polish-American community, and we would get a day off for Pulaski Day. Probably a lot of you are watching this, like, what the hell is that? We didn't have that. Pulaski Day. I have always loved 
the Pulaski before that. I have loved the Polish people. I married one. My wife's main name is Kopensky. I don't think it's a coincidence. You know why? Because I got Pulaski Day off as a kid in Chicago. I was very attracted to a Polish-American. That's why we're here today. Uh, Anthony, it is my take on... I, I feel pretty strongly that as a kid only, not you and me, believe me, I don't want a half day. Uh, as a kid only, a half day is more electric than a full day off. No, I completely agree with that take. I mean, a half day yes. feels like you're cheating the system a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, even better than a half day for everyone else is when a half day for you, whether your mom, your dad, your grandma, aunt, uncle picks you up and you're looking at all the losers yeah. in the class. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks. That's even oh, better. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Or you got to go to a doctor's appointment, you know, or you just get the hell out of there. You go to McDonald's on the way back. Yeah. Well, that's a full day off. And we that's there's no half measures about that. Um, what's next? I, 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 still, right. I still have so many thoughts about your jury duty, but what's next? Oh, I proved receipts. We'll, 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 talk, we'll get to that in a second. Sure but big do. news. Voting is officially underway for the 2022 National Toy Hall of Fame. This is actually a thing. Okay. Announcement is forthcoming on November 10th. But let's talk about the finalists a little bit. We have All right, the Bingo. Toy Hall of Fame. The toy. So they got a thing in the Hall of Fame where you, you take, you know, uh, Game Boy or something, and that gets nominated like as if it's an athlete. All right, tell us the nominees for this year's class. I want to hear them. Okay. So the nominees this year is Bingo, Briar Horses, Catan, Lightbright, Nerf Toys, Masters of the Universe, A uh -huh. Piñata, Phase 10, <laughs> Pound Puppies, Racco, Spirograph, and a nice good old top, the top. The top. Okay. So All Kyle, right, can I bang these out? The class. I'm sorry, yeah, give I got to take in the class uh, and your thoughts. Okay. First, let me just run them down. Bingo, not a toy. That that is that is something that is a, a, a banquet style game. A lot of retirement homes, not a toy. Briar horses, never heard of it. Don't care. Catan, Catan. I know that is a subculture. People play that game. I don't have any beef with that. Now we got a toy. Lightbright is a damn toy, and it is a, a, an expression of artistic creation. It is when imagination meets basic electronics. You can express yourself, and you can write things like. Kyle's room, stay out, and you light it up in Technicolor. Lightbright's brilliant. Nerf toys, absolutely, absolutely. The only beef I have with Nerf, two actually, one is that you get the Nerf boomerang back in the day, and the over under on the amount of throws with that boomerang before it gets stuck on your roof is 1.5. It's it's either going to be one throw on the first throw and it's gone, or two throws. You don't get three throws. But I and also the other one is that why did every Nerf football you ever find these days always have a bite out of it? Was there some kid, some some booger-eating kid who would bite the Nerf football? Always. Masters of the Universe, first ballot. That That's easy. That That is, that's your Calvin Johnson. That's your Champ Bailey, Masters of the Universe. I have the power. Pinata, not a toy. It's not a toy. It's, it's a party attraction. You beat the crap out of it one time, and then it's gone. It's not a toy. Phase 10, don't know what it is. Don't care. Pound puppies were cool. Pound puppies had a heart. If you remember the pound puppies back in the day, they're like, let's take stuffed animals and make them depressed. And let's pull on people's heartstrings and America's love for canines and make them pay for toys. Pound puppies were in the damn pound. And if you didn't buy them at the, at the you know, uh, Toys R Us, I think the idea was that they would die. I mean, dogs that are in the pound, I hate to say this, but eventually if no one takes them home, it's, it's, it's see you later. So the pound puppies were like kind of sad and they were in this kennel. And I do believe that they went with this marketing angle of 
please save these puppies. They don't have a home. Make it your home. And if you don't, see you later, Fido. You're dead. Little much for me. So I'm actually going to put them out. I thought that was Dirty Pool. Racco, I don't know what that is. Spirograph, I think, is that drawing thing. It sounds fine to me. And the top. Top's a great toy. Love a top. Uh, that is your classic, uh, you name it, the Bart Starr, Y.A. Tittle, Frank Gifford. That, that, the top walked so that Lightbright could run. Top, it's fun. You press the thing, it spins. It's really all you do with it. You just get titillated by the spinning top, and that's it. Now it's used metaphorically. I like the top. I'm in on it. Um, I'm interested uh, also, Anthony, if you have any information. First of all, people, apparently the museum is in Rochester, New York where producer Mike Flynn said he went to a wedding, it was terrible. Actually, he didn't say that. If the people who had that wedding uh, are watching, he loved it. <laughs> I made that up. Uh, I think he was talking about the town. 77 toys have been inducted already in the Toy Hall of Fame. I, I, any Hall of Fame incre- instantly inspires debate. I could bang the phone lines right now as if we we're asking if Pete Rose should be in, and you guys will have takes on the top. You guys will have takes on Light Bright. Other things that have been in, Paper Airplane, Bubbles, <laughs> sidewalk chalk, cardboard box. The cardboard box is a great toy. And the stick. You didn't you didn't mishear that. The stick is a is a is a toy, apparently. I they 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 fonted it as the first toy ever. To me, that is a slap in the face to the rock. I would go with the rock. Last year's inductees, the American Girl dolls, I got one of those in the house, just out of me like 200 bucks. Risk, and then sand. Sand is a <laughs> sand is in the Toy Hall of Fame. Believe me, I used to get in the sandbox and with my Star Wars toys and pretend I was in Tatooine. But if it's if the stick is in and sand is in, isn't this Snub City for dirt? Wouldn't dirt be the original toy? I may have to visit Rochester, New York. I heard it's a beautiful site for a wedding and a great place for Hall of Fames. Anthony, anything jump out of you that I just said is going to piss people off or that's spot on? What do you got? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to piss other people off. It pisses me off a little bit. Pinata. I don't like your take on pinata. Okay. Pinata is specific to an event, right? It's a birthday party. You're not bringing right. a pinata on a random Thursday night. So, as a kid, if you have a pinata yeah. and you're looking forward towards the pinata aspect of the birthday party, want your cake, want your music, whatever else you're doing, the pinata mm-hmm. aspect of beating something viciously to death for candy to extrude out of it, to me, is a yeah. super event. That's one of the funnest toys you could ever play with. Funnest is not a word. Uh, you know I, I see you all the way up there to the end. Don't get me wrong, I, think, I, I am hugely pro pinata. I love a pinata. We, we have been to many birthday parties with a pinata. It's all kinds of fun. Eventually, someone ends up on Instagram because they get hit in the face by the kid with the blindfold and the stick, and I'm here for that too. I love a pinata. I don't consider a pinata a toy any more than I consider birthday candles a toy. They were a great accoutrement to a celebration. But if you go in your kid's toy chest, there's not a pinata in there. You you would never save one. There's no replay on it. It's a great thing. I just, I would put it in the birthday hall of fame or the accessory hall of fame or the things you hit hall of fame, but I wouldn't put it in the toy hall of fame. That's just my take. You? I I respect that take, but we're gonna agree to disagree and move on to the next topic. Okay. What else you got? So shifting focus back to tonight, the Chargers visiting the Chiefs, we came across an interesting stat. Most passing yards in the first 33 games of their career. The top two guys facing off tonight. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, 9,925. Number two, Justin Herbert, 9,629. So Kyle, with that backdrop mm. information, are you expecting a duel tonight? 
Yeah, that's a perfect stat. I mean, I, I, I usually frown upon stats, usually tedious. That's a good stat. 33 games, they're number one and number two. How do you do better than Herbert's done the first 33 games? Well, you beat Mahomes. Remember the first game that Herbert ever played? Remember when he wasn't supposed to be the starter in 2020 for the Chargers, and then someone like stabbed Tyrod Taylor in the lung with a hypodermic needle, maybe an inside job, and they're like, Herbert, you're in, five minutes before the game. And then he played the Chiefs at home, no fans, and on the first drive of his professional career, he went right down the field and scored a rushing touchdown. It was like, oh my God, this guy's got it. I think this guy's incredible. So I love the stat. I also think that we should uh, use our very sophisticated way of predicting the score. Uh, we're going to do the dartboard scoreboard. Um, it's very difficult to pick these games. No one in Vegas can do it. No one of the experts can do it. They're always way off. When you see those score predictions at the end of every pregame show, uh, they're usually woefully inaccurate. So we're going to do a thing here, Anthony. We tried it last week. It was a disaster. No, 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 not dart roulette. We're going to do score prediction. Hold on. Let's save the dart roulette. Um, we'll get to that. Anthony, give me your final score prediction. Go to Skycam for me, please. Anthony, give me, give me your final score prediction and what you think, who's going to win, and what the score will be. Chargers versus Chiefs. Okay, I am going to go with the Chiefs winning at home. I can't see them losing uh-huh. the home opener. I say 30-20 Chiefs tonight. Okay, 30-20 to 20 Chiefs. That's a good sensible score. It's a, 20 points for the Chargers would be a disappointment, although they don't end up Keenan Allen. Um, so here's the deal. Whatever darts numbers that I hit, that's going to be what the score is. Anthony has 30 to 20 Chiefs. Since the Chargers are the visiting team, I'm going to throw them first. Here we go. And I predict that the Chargers will score 18 points. All right? That's an 18. The Chargers have 18 points. So if this is less than 18, the Chargers are going to win. If it's more, they're going to lose. Let's see what the Chiefs are going to pull up. All right? The Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and their home opener in Arrowhead Stadium are going to put up five points. Not a good showing, Pat. I respect the defense for getting the safety. Maybe that was a Frank Clark play, but let's go back to home cam. Uh, we have an 18-5 to 5 final score. Here's the deal. All I have to do is be closer than Anthony's. Anthony has it 30-20 Chiefs. I have it 18-5 to 5 Chargers. <laughs> Whoever is closer. If I'm closer than Anthony, we can continue this bit. If I'm not for the second week in a row, I think last week I had the Raiders beating the Chargers 8-2. to 2. If I'm not for the second week in a row, it's over, and it's terrible. But that's it. Anthony, it's always a pleasure. You said you had some sort of proof about your alleged jury duty. I noticed I haven't seen it yet. Oh, look, he's, what, is, what is this? What am I looking at? So I'm okay. going to cover this because I don't want identity theft just to prove something to you, Mr. Sure. Grant. But this is my yep. jury's proof of service. Hold on. Where's yep. my date? Where's my date? September. I got gotcha. you. September 14, My name. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nassau County. I mean, I... I don't think I made this up, Kyle. I'll take an apology now or later. You tell me. I have to give respect. And by the respect that I give, I have to give respect to the great people at Kinko's who do amazing work photoshopping and moving things around and forging all kinds of things. I saw Better Call Saul. Anthony, this is a friendly place in the basement. All you have to do is say, I got a thing. It's okay. Believe me, Sam Pepper apparently is going to do it indefinitely. Uh, Anthony, uh, I love you. I love the hard work you went to cover it up. And... um, I hope that you are right with your 30 to 20 because 18 to 5 would be a disaster. We'll probably see you Sunday, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kyle. All right. Appreciate it. Only segment uh, in the world that predicts final scores with darts. Only show in the world that has not one but two consecutive dart segments. (laughs) You think we're leaning a little heavy on the darts? I think you're wrong. We always end with the uh, random 
dartboard. What do we call this thing? Dartboard conversation. Doesn't mean dart roulette. That's it. 20 topics that the producers have come up with that I don't really know. I'm not used with. I see it. Number four is a time you've disappointed your parents. My parents watched the show. That should be fun. Conspiracy theory you most believe in. College football locker room story. Whatever the case is. Whatever number I hit, and we'll go to Skycam. Whatever number I hit right now is not the amount of points the Chiefs or Chargers will score. It is exactly what the topic is that I have to hit. Here we go. Oh, man, I hope it's not the parents thing. But I'm going to throw it, and the topic is number... Oh, man, that was a really good throw. All right, guys, that is... Guess what? We did it. It's a one. Topic number one. What do you got? Oh, random jersey I own? All right. Um, random jersey on right there. Right over embarrassing childhood. Let's go to Skycam, and let's get out of here. All right, so I have a pretty good collection of jerseys just from in life. I used to have an Amon Green jersey. I liked him a lot on the Packers. I had a sweet um, L.A. Rams Jerome Bettis jersey. I also had a Notre Dame football Jerome Bettis jersey. Those are all really cool, though. I used to collect all the Deion Sanders jerseys. Anybody who knows me knows that one. From the time I was about 13 to, like, college, I was obsessed with Deion Sanders, my favorite athlete. But the most random that I own, and you wanted a random jersey, I'll give you a random jersey. Um... I wish I had like a Carson Wentz Colts jersey or something that was one and done, but I don't. Do you guys remember Barry Foster? Barry Foster. Think about this. 90s running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was number 29, and he had one awesome season. I don't know exactly the numbers, but I want to say it was like 1,400 yards or something. It was one of these mid-90s gritty Steelers team looking like on AstroTurf middle of Pittsburgh, just physical football, and Barry Foster was this dude who I just loved. He had the cool face mask, he had the cool look, and he had a big, big season. And I said, you know what? Brett Favre? Nah. Steve Young? Nah. Let's throw it on for the Barry Foster. And it's like an official stitched on numbers, stitched on everything. I think Wilson made it at the time. I think I probably got it for Christmas. And it was probably like my centerpiece Christmas present from Santa Claus. Uh, and my parents, well, it wasn't Santa Claus. I think I was like 14 at the time. And my parents probably had to throw down really good money for that. How do you even buy it in 1995? Like some sort of Wilson catalog that came. But that's it. I still have it upstairs. I'm more than willing to take a picture of it. I wear it occasionally. Everyone's like, is that Barry Foster? Can I take a picture with you, dude? I'm like, yeah, sure. It's my Barry Foster jersey. That's it. Um, what random player will make a play tonight in Chiefs versus Chargers that maybe someone will buy a jersey for? Chiefs tight end Jody Fortson. I like that guy. He had a touchdown last week, and Jody Fortson sounds like someone I was boyfriend-girlfriend with in eighth grade. Jody Fortson, that's the one. Maybe I'll have his jersey tomorrow. But that's it, guys. That is it. We'll be back Sunday night immediately after the late window games. We will do the show down here, immediate recap, handing out awards before the Sunday night game starts. Join us. Subscribe. Like. Tell your friends. Tell their friends. It is Kyle Brand's Basement. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to us anywhere you like your podcast. Thank you. Love you. See you Sunday night.